Welcome in, guys, to another episode of No Puns Allowed with Paige and Kramer. Guys, it has been a, quite a week for the both of us, and we are just happy to sit here and talk college football to make ourselves feel better. Um, Adam, will you please do the honors of the crack? Yes. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna. Oh no! Wow, that that's a little bit of a giveaway. Did you think I wasn't gonna execute the crack like it would be like blah 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 <laughs> like the top breaks off? So honestly, little... based on how everything's gone for us, I would yes. figure that that would be the case. No, it's uh, there's a little uh, little carbonation. I think this was a random grab. So spoiler alert, and a little black top there, which is interesting. So yes, it has been. Uh, crazy. I want to start off Saturday. Okay. Let's go back. You like, you always like how my family interjects with college football Saturdays. Oh yes. Let's hear it. Oh yeah. Cause you were off. You didn't have to work for bleacher. I did. Wow. This is aggressive. This is, I won't, I won't say, um, I won't say what it is, but this is aggressive and this is going to be problematic. Holy shit. Okay. So soccer, wow. our, our world, my world is soccer practice for two kids in the morning. And the one soccer practice, the second one for my son, bleeds into the morning slate of games. Okay. So it's always weird. It's always pretty tough. I was lost. I felt I'm in my I'm on my phone. It's about to die. The morning slate. This was like the greatest morning slate in the history of college football with <laughs> Arkansas, Ole Miss, Oklahoma, Texas. I've got like soccer dads all over the place showing me scores. Like I don't know what the goddamn score is. It was. I felt I'm there to support my family, love my kids, but I felt very, very, um, I felt very alone out there okay. with my family. It was very tough for me to not be in front of my televisions. Can I ask you something as someone who like something you just said, like totally resonated with me. Isn't it funny how you literally work and cover a sport and someone will, they don't even mean it. They will just ask you, Oh, Hey, did you see that Alabama lost? Because yes. that happened to me, and I was like, nope, I completely missed it. You're they right. Did? Oh, my God. My job. In their defense, they were pretty drunk. But it was still really funny. But, I mean, like you said, the dad showing scores, like you're not paying attention or, or looking at it. But that's tough. It's always hard when you're away from it. So I was working in Tucson, Arizona for family weekend, which, again, I am now in Boston, hence yep. the new, new setup. Um, crazy court sort of week for me. But um, – I was watching that game at breakfast, the Texas Oklahoma game. Yeah. And I legitimately was like, oh, shoot, it starts. This was like a roller coaster of emotions and games. Okay. Yes. It oh, was like, oh my God. gosh, Texas is going to win. They're going to blow them out. This is wild. Then it was like, okay, we're focusing on Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams. What's going on? Then it was like, oh, no, now. Texas looks bad and all that. And uh Oh, they lost. It was. So I don't, I mean, this game was crazy. Cause I did obviously see the end of the game and everything else. It was like three hours long. It was so oh my long. God. So my, the Oklahoma stuff has been weird and it's carried over. And I, and I was thinking about this week. I wrote about it this week. I can't remember a Heisman favorite being downright outright benched in Spencer Rattler. Heisman favorites have like underperformed. They've gotten hurt. They've been bad. They don't get benched. Like I can't, I've been thinking about this all week, Paige. Uh, I can't remember one, not only a Heisman favorite, 
you still look at the odds for the NFL draft. I'm going to pull these up. Like he's still like considered one of the favorites to be drafted first overall. Like after all of this, after all the game tape and all that stuff, draft odds, Spencer Rattler is still the number two choice to be drafted. Number one, overall behind Kayvon Thibodeau. That is goddamn crazy to me considering all that's happened. And so, you know, I, I, I'm just, this is a bizarre situation. Yes. Lincoln Riley not letting Caleb Williams talk after the game is strange. I get it. Trip freshman, blah, blah, blah. That's lame. The whole situation is, is really strange from, and it goes back a few weeks. We talked about with fans chanting for the backup, et cetera. I just can't remember a situation like this. And oh, by the way, they're undefeated. Yeah. Which adds to it. Right. So, I mean, this sort of goes back to a lot that we've talked about. Everybody knows that I've obviously wanted Spencer Rattler to turn this around. And I think the other thing that keeps him sort of in the conversation of Heisman and NFL draft is that he's working with Lincoln Riley. And if Lincoln Riley can't turn this around, nobody can. So that's also a positive and a super negative because that is very, very scary. I saw today that somebody had reached out to his dad um, and he said, you know, We'll figure it out once we get to January 10th. Hopefully he's playing in the national championship. Um, Or we'll look at the draft and see what's next. Or maybe we need another year at Oklahoma. I think they're trying to put a kibosh on the fact that there would be any form of transfer. Because honestly, where would you go? Like you wouldn't go. I would would still go somewhere. Uh, To me, I think that's a, it's not working out here. You need a new voice. Like, yeah. it's, it, I, but I like, so I, where if I had to put odds on where he'll be in 2022 and I've tried to do this, right. Yeah. And NFL would probably be the favorite. Yes. I'd have transfer yeah. second. I'd have Oklahoma third. This kind of feels Ben Simmonsy to me, like a Ben Simmons in Philly, like wow. Ben, it, well, like he doesn't, he missed practice. Lincoln Riley gave him the day off. Like, that's normal. Like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, what about, what about- he was sick. That's in quotes, by the way, for those not watching the video version of this. I uh, I didn't see that. So yes. now I'm I'm recklessly reporting. It's, but it's still, still, it's still, it's still, still a weird thing. And it's still a very coincidental that he did that. Maybe he did need a day off. And I do think something that is really, really important to remember is this, like I was saying, I mean, everybody is going to hold the QB one thing over him forever. So if you're, if you're a recruit um, and they're asking you to do a Netflix show, maybe don't do it because yeah. they want you and follow you. People are actively rooting for this guy to lose. And that's including his own fan base. But I also just like, I want to give him props for the fact that he came in for the two point conversion and converted. I, I do think that Lincoln Riley is like, he hasn't ever had a, like he's had controversy, but not in this way, not in like the bad yeah. way. It's more like he's got Baker running his mouth. He's got a lot of attention on a transfer quarterback, multiple transfer quarterbacks, but or a Heisman contender, all those things. But he's never had to deal with something quite like this. And I think that's why he was like, okay, no more media. After, by the way, a student reporter used binoculars from a public building to see that Caleb Williams was taking. Um, reps with um, the first team reps. So, 
Which is I amazing, mean, by the way. This is a lot. And he's like, okay, no more media. This is something so unique and very – actually, I'm actually kind of excited to see how Lincoln Riley specifically handles this because they still haven't lost. That's the other thing we're forgetting. They're still undefeated, yes. still a playoff team. Like, this is wild that they've had so much stuff going on this season, and they're still in talks to be a, a playoff contender. They're in as of right now. Um, I want to transition. Speaking of haven't lost to did lose because this is – I don't know. One, one A, where however you factor in the storyline, your Alabama Crimson Tide, yours. Yes, mine. Um, I, 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 Alabama Crimson Tide. To, to, uh, lost a football game that they were 17 ish points favorites to be in. This is the first assistant, former assistant to beat Nick Saban. Yes. Um, okay. So I loved AM in this game in the offseason. I bet Texas AM plus 13 points. 13 and a half points in the off season. I thought they had a good chance to beat Alabama in the off season. I did not think they would do it now. Yeah. And so this is a weird moment for me. A&M has looked largely like shit with a backup quarterback. And then they just find this moment. And actually I, I'm, I'm invested in the A&M Missouri game. You'll see why. And uh, pick some pints, pints and pigs. Verse by but whatever we're gonna call it. Whatever we named it. <laughs> so hopefully sponsor it. Somebody sponsor that segment for God's sakes. Then we'll call it that. We'll call it whatever you want. But I'm shocked. I was floored by this. I was riveted by the game. And I was also riveted, Paige, by how non-Alabama Alabama played. Mistakes, drops, penalties, weird moments. Defense looked susceptible. Your thoughts. It just, it just, it's still, every time Alabama loses a game like this, it's a testament to Saban. It still doesn't feel kind of real. Like that was what I felt watching that. Like when the game was over, it's like, okay, we'll now play the fifth quarter and they'll win. As I know, it's done. And um, just what a moment for the sport, quite honestly, because we did not expect that. It was insanity because also the other part of this is that they came back like we were like oh shoot they're gonna lose and then they started to do the Alabama thing and come back yes and I was like no way no way this is happening nope sorry this is Bama it's not happening and then I was like what is going on like this I honestly if you would have given me odds of people assistance to beat um Nick it would have been I would have gone Lane probably then Kirby and then Jimbo. No, I, I would have never expected that this was going to be Jimbo and it would happen this year, really. Um, I know most people thought it would be Kirby this year, but like, I mean, just all of the things. This also ended like a huge winning streak for Alabama and all the things. It just was a lot and it was not, I don't think we were expecting it. We sort of were expecting other upsets and other things to happen. This was a week where we were like sort of not paying attention to Alabama. Yes. Um, but the video of the Texas A&M kickers family. Yes. Watching him win the game that's awesome was, was literally one of the best like college football moments i've seen ever like that is like you just don't throws get herself over what she just throws herself over the yeah, stand like everybody's get on the field she jumps over his wife i mean it was amazing that was awesome so shout out to that family but there is a game i would also like to go back to i'm sad about alabama they're still gonna be they're still a playoff contender if they play like that, they're not going to be Georgia. I'm just going to say it now so that we can get it over with and we can move on so I don't have to say you were right, uh, which we'll get to again. But um, one game I want to circle back to, Arkansas Ole Miss. That was happening at the exact same time as Texas-Oklahoma. 
what an exciting game. Like, I think you and I both tweeted very similar things. Like, this game was delightful. Like, it was yes. so delightful to watch in terms of football. And it coming down to a two-point conversion for the win and not getting it, but just going for it anyway. Like, I loved that call. I'm curious what your thoughts were on the two-point conversion call by Pittman at the end of that. I love the decision. I love Sam Pittman. The play call was bad. The play was bad. The decision was great. Sam play Pittman was, was great. Game was amazing. Um, I can't imagine losing a game like that. Like I can't. I, I, and you saw it on Lane Kiffin where he's literally praying. And like that's a game that I uh, I was not financially invested in. I didn't I didn't bet that game. Wish I bet the over. Wish I bet the over. But that I was like still terrified of the outcome because of just all that went in. I loved the decision to go for it. Their defenses were cooked. Play call was meh. And you know what? Like, that's going to happen. I think, and we'll talk about it, but both those two teams have really interesting games this week. And I just think, you know what I was reminded? It's the narrative of like, well, playing in the SEC, you know, uh, week to week, you can't keep up with us, right? Like, that's the old, but you look at like Ole Miss's schedule, like what's going on right now? And you're like, God damn it. Like, this is hard. Arkansas too. Yes. You got to play Georgia and then that's your encore. And then, Oh, by the way, you have Ar- uh, Auburn this week. Like what a grind. And I don't want to play into like the sec fan who have been beating us over the head with that, but this year, like I kind of buy it. And I think Ole Miss is going to have their hands full this week against Tennessee too. Like, so it's, I, I had a lot of takeaways for that, but most of all, like you said, I love that style of football. I would watch that game. Give me that game over Iowa, Penn State, Sands, Iowa, Penn State, because that was amazing. We'll talk about it any day of the week. All right. Let's just get to it now. What? Yes, I was so mad because I think, obviously, I mean, they still sort of, like, kept up. By the way, Iowa's offense, ugh. Yeah, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. bad. Um, Buddy, it's bad. Um, What about the punter, though? Oh, my God. Like, legit. Well, Iowa to punt to win. I mean, literally, that guy won them the game. Yeah. Iowa's two best players right now. Well, Tyler Goodson's an amazing player. The running back is really good. Uh, and if he were in like a different offense that actually knew how to move the ball forward, he would be a star. But Iowa's two best players right now are their center and their punter. And their defense is amazing. But how cool is that? Like, I love that as an Iowa fan. But. I know we went opposite ways. I liked Iowa, obviously Homer. You had Penn State. Yes. If Clifford does not get hurt, Iowa lose that loses that game by double digits. There is no doubt. Yeah. That's that sucks. I, I agree that sucks. But you know that what? That was As- a devastating blow. Um, and I think we're still waiting on what the actual injury is. I know everyone's like guessing that it's a rib and saying it could yes. be like a long-term thing. So that's that's Awful. I feel bad for Penn State because that they're in such a great position, and with Ohio State, who looks better now, um, being in that that situation. But the best part about this game too is that it sort of like carried over into like a little bit of a rivalry between these coaches, having words about one. Yeah. I guess audience booed Penn State players. They were mostly booing or injuries of Penn State players, but they're mostly booing because. There were maybe some some acting skills going on. It was a little soccer esque. Um, I don't know about that. Like like that whole booing of injuries. I know they do it. Okay, and yeah. some of these looked questionable. 
it's always made me uncomfortable as a fan to, because I don't, you don't know, we don't know what's going on. Well, did you see what said about it? I did. Oh yeah. He was, he's like, they smelled a rat. I was dying. I was like, Whoa. Okay. Cause James Franklin obviously was like, I don't think it's appropriate. And then he, he responded. I mean, I, I like this as a new rivalry in the big 10. Oh no. And these two teams play like, I, I follow a lot of Penn state fans on Twitter. Obviously a lot of Iowa fans. This game is miserable. <laughs> like it's a great rivalry, but this game is consistently bad. This miserable, controversial, ugly played game. Now, granted, that was really fun. Um, my kids at that point, by the way, I was um, let me let me take it back into my house. So at this point, my responsibilities are done for the day, and my kids see how into I'm not into football. Like Paige, when I watch football games now, I'm numb to most things. Like physically, I'm not getting into it. I mostly sit down there and have my beer or I'm writing and maybe still have my beer, but whatever. This one, I am standing up and I'm, I'm standing at the TV. I think my daughter is looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you? But they were so into it because I was. That is the most animated I've been in a sporting event in forever. My teams suck. So in a long, long time, Mets World Series would probably be it. So that was cool. But yeah, I was not um, like I was going to lose a game, right? Like we kind of know this, like it may be versus Purdue, maybe versus Nebraska or Minnesota. Like they're going to lose a game at some point. It's going to break our hearts, but it's still been a really fun year. And like I've come to terms with that. Yeah, I'm going to give you this and let you have your moment Um, because Purdue always actually is the team that usually spoils it for some people. So that could be rough. But I mean, the Big Ten itself, like, Ohio State looks better. Let's just start there. I think we've like totally written them off since the beginning of the year. And I, I'm like kind of nervous that we did that because I just have this like sneaking suspicion with like Alabama having um, lost and then they have to beat Georgia what twice and, or at least don't, they're not going to get in with two losses. I don't think at this point with this, the way everything's shaping up with Cincinnati, like, Yes. Ohio State is looks like a fixed program. We talk a lot about Clemson and others that start the year and they just look kind of like shit. And that's who they are. I don't know if that's Ohio State. I think Ryan Day's a really good coach, by the way. Yes. CJ Stroud is looking more confident. Yes. Those receivers are ridiculous. The defense looks better, but they've played crap games. The cool thing about the we wrote I wrote about this this week at BR. Um, I'll just plug it because we're working on this stuff together. It's a community piece where I ask people who outside the top four is going to make the playoff. Right. So what's really interesting about this exercise is like the big 10 is featured prominently in this discussion because it's Penn state, it's Ohio state and Michigan state and Michigan. And they all got to like play each other. Like they're going to beat each other up at some point. So I, I think Ohio state still is so much more talented than everybody else. Yeah. That when push comes to shove, they're going to be in a position that they're going to be in a great shape. What's interesting though, Paige, that Oregon loss may not age well. Like that loss might not age well. And I'm curious how that's viewed, even though kudos for Ohio state to step up and actually play somebody out of conference. So, but but yes. But looking at even like Alabama's loss to Texas A&M, like look at what Texas A&M has done. And yes, they'll consider that Texas A&M lost a key player, obviously, because they do that. But I mean, like you said, in the Big Ten, like 
Ohio State, though, like still has to play Michigan, still has to play Michigan State, still has to play Penn State. I mean, we don't know the situation there. But, I mean, they went out. They're they're in. Like, in my opinion, yes. you can't really – like because you also can't say that they didn't play anyone. Because that, I think, also has been the notion with Ohio State a lot is that, like, it's been Ohio State and there's, like, a huge gap between everybody else. I mean, look at that conference now. They've had – they have, like, highly ranked teams. So, like, yes. you're going to have to give them a quality win after winning over Michigan State and a quality win after winning over Michigan, which oh. is crazy. But, like – and that's why, like, even losing to Oregon, I don't know that that keeps them completely out. No, they've got three top ten teams left on their schedule right now. Now, that'll look different. And this really is an interesting discussion. Is it a top ten team at the time you play them? Or is it a top 10 team at the end of the season? Regardless, it's Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And I will say, as an Iowa fan, playing them in the Big Ten championship game sounds terrible. Running game, quarterback, wide receivers, skill position players for days, athletes for days. Like, I, we've talked so much of the theme this year has been like, who hasn't adjusted? They seem to have adjusted. But we'll find out again. Much, much tougher games coming up. I think the fact that Penn State is at home is huge. They also play Nebraska, by the way, which I don't think is easy. Nebraska's no joke. They don't know how to win a football game, but they're a lot better than that's they true. do. They're, they're not bad, but they don't know how to win a football game. That, that's like them and maybe like a Florida State at yes. times. Like you just don't know how to win a football game. You can't game. win, but they can compete and they are tough. Like Iowa plays Nebraska last week of the year. That, no. No, that sounds terrible. No, thank you. Even though Martinez will probably throw 18 interceptions, but no, thank you. I think um, he's been in school forever. He has been. I think this is literally his, I think he should be a senior, right? like whatever it is. Yeah. Super, super senior. Um, let's talk real quick before we move to this week. Coaches, jobs. Coach O, um, I bet, I bet LSU last week. Oof. Oof, he's, I mean, uh, look, we, I've talked to people within that program. It's not good. I mean, I, I don't think anybody, I don't even know if you need to source this at this point for people to know it's not good, yeah. but the likelihood that they're going to move on from him, I, I'd say it's all but a given at this point. And the schedule sucks. I mean, they play Florida this week. They're a double digit dog. They've lost like all of their best players. They're yeah, it's not I mean, totally on him in terms of like they've got so many injuries going right now, so many. But the other note that people have been talking about is that um, their athletic director is known for like bringing big name coaches in. So if it's not working here, they fully trust him to be able to bring in like huge names. I'm pretty sure he was the one that hired Jimbo at, at uh, Texas A&M. So uh, like there's plenty. Who are you, of who are you hiring right now? At LSU? Yes. Ooh. Okay, I'll give you I, – I think you start with two names. I mean, Jimbo and Lane. Like, I, I, I think Lane would be very attractive. Jimbo Fisher's contract is cartoonish, but there's no real buyout. They basically have said, if you want him, you can have him. And I wonder – I think LSU is the best program to coach in college football. They've won with three coaches. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. I, 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 and I'm, I, I think it is. So I'm curious who you can land, though, because your hesitation, I have it too. Like, of, oh, God, what do you do here? You have this amazing program. Pretty much everybody would be interested. 
you look at USC, which we'll talk about, like these are massive jobs that are potentially on the horizon. And I'm just really curious to see what the interest is in something like that. So, I mean, the other part of this, and I know this isn't going to last forever, but looking at like Lane specifically, because I do like, I would love for Lane to go to USC. I think that would just be absolutely amazing. But if if I were him and I was looking at LSU and USC, I would go with USC because I don't have to play Nick. And I know he's not, I know Nick Saban is not going to be around forever, but again, you don't have to to play all the other guys in programs. You don't, you don't. So it's just the reality of you get to the playoff every year. And especially with like the conversation slowing down with expansion, like it's hard to get in if you're an SEC team and and with them also adding other people who are not going to be a factor when they get there. But still, it's still another grind that you sort of have to go through. I would take that. I can see Jimbo going to LSU. I feel like that's a perfect match. But again, do you do that in the sense that, like, you're leaving people that essentially bought in on you? But, like, I mean, these are college football coaches. They don't care. Go, well, go coach where you can coach. And he's got it. He's got it made. I mean, he just signed, what, a 10-year extension? Um, and he's getting paid $9 million a year. Um, A&M's made some progress this year has been a little odd with an Alabama win. I, I, I think it'll be fascinating, but I think that job is going to open. James Franklin will probably get a look, although I don't know. I mean, he can recruit great. I mean, it'd be a re- it's, it's just too. That actually too, would be an excellent pick for LSU. I think James Franklin would probably be a fit at both. You have two jobs that have crazy high ceilings, right? LSU, I think at this point, it's probably a better job than USC. Uh, they, yeah. won a t- they won a title two years ago. Better, same, like, fair, like, recruiting ground is awesome for both. But if you're putting them side by side, but you're right. Like, USC's got a cleaner path. Like, that conference is just waiting for somebody to come in and just kick the shit out of everybody for a while. Yeah. And maybe it's Oregon. Maybe it's USC. Either way, um, I think we talked about it. Like, B. John Robinson and Bryce Young – wanted to play at USC. They wanted to, they were desperate for someone to come into USC and be good for them. I've talked to them about this. Imagine Bryce Young and B. John Robinson as USC's quarterback and running back tandem right now and how different things might look, right? You need somebody to come do that. Yeah. Um, and, And Lane could be a factor at both. I doubt it at USC, but God, that would be amazing. Content wise. Oh. I mean, well, and then now that the Raiders job is open, there's more yes. lane memes than we ever would have imagined. Um, one weird situation that we like sort of have to mention and still keep an eye on is that Washington State's head coach has until Monday to get the first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine, or he could be fired because it's a state mandate. Um, just a weird situation. I don't... It just seems a little like it's very uncomfortable that this is the conversation that we're having to have about this. Like he's really and he's and most likely they said like he'll do it. But the fact that he's waiting until like the last day, even though he's going to do it anyway, just seems like a bit of a red flag for me in terms of yes. like, caring about the program. Like you're still a huge distraction to the team because the longer you wait, if you're going to do it, inevitably do it anyway. Why are you, you know, causing so much commotion about it, I guess it takes away from your players. I feel like that's just the focus is on you and not that team and getting better. 
They just had a huge win against Oregon State, which sounds funny, That's but Oregon all, State's Matthew, pretty good. By the way, yeah, by the I way, know. I literally I looked at my family and I said, "This is all Kramer's fault that our beeves lost." I'm so mm-hmm. mad. I, I'm sorry. I didn't have a great week gambling, but that was one we were we were I was right on. Now, let's talk about this. Vaccines, for whatever reason, are controversial. By the way, get the goddamn vaccine. This is not. This is literally science. This isn't. Just get it, okay? But what is amazing to me with Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and even Lane, there's no bullshit. You know, I don't know what they're saying to their players behind the doors of like, you know, we're just educating them. I would imagine the education is like, y'all want to play football? Get the goddamn shots. Okay. Like that would be the education I would do. I'm going to educate you on playing time. Yeah. To not have a coach do that is it's just been embarrassing for, for lack of a better, it's just embarrassing. And he's tried to sidestep it. But he's a man on an island, and then that state, his his stature as like a publicly paid, it's just, just get the goddamn vaccine. I mean, that's the thing. You don't have to do this. You can believe in one thing, but football is triumphing science or winning for these programs. Yeah. They want to win so bad. That's why Lane Kiffin's vaccination rate for Ole Miss is 100%. That's why it is. And you know what? Great. That's fantastic. Whatever your reasons are, do it. But you look at in our sport, whose who's teams are doing this and what coaches are saying about it, and you look at who isn't, and it doesn't necessarily surprise me. But they've got a real issue on their hand. I don't, I'd love to know the buyout um, nature of this. Can he just, like, what are they on the hook for to get out of this? I don't think any, I don't know that they're on the hook for anything because this is a state mandate. It's not even the school. So they hired a coach that, Again, the loss to or the win over Oregon State's a good one, but do we think he's the future at Washington State? Probably not. So, is this a situation where it's like your get out of jail free card to fire somebody? Like, there's a lot of yeah, logistics. The the rumor is that he's going to get it on the last day, but I think that that's just like a very odd thing to do when you're going to get it no matter what. Why would you be that big of a distraction? Dabo Swinney is vaccinated. And Dabo. It's like, not Dabo will ruffle feathers with his commentary yeah, and everything I mean. else. Dabo, it, you know, even with COVID last year was, we're going to put the virus in an Oklahoma drill and run it into it. Like, I mean, that's like his, was his mentality. So I'm paraphrasing. He didn't actually say that, by the way, I want to make sure clear, but he had some odd commentary. Like, this is America. We're going to, you know, we're going to kick it in the teeth. Yeah. Yes. We're going to kick it in the that teeth. That was it. We're going to kick it in the teeth. Which, Oklahoma you know. drill virus, way better. Um, <laughs> Oklahoma drill. But coaches that are successful have done this. It is it, every week they ask him it. And he, you know, I, I got to say from his perspective, it's got to be a miserable situation to be in. Be in. Yeah. He clearly believes something. It's wrong. It's stupid. And you know you're going to be asked. Um, yeah. And that's got to be hard to answer those every day. And yet he could solve it very easily. And he works with kids. He's going to. That's He's a, paid that's a lot of me. I wouldn't care if he had like a legitimate reason and was trying to like be like, hey, this is where I stand and I'm willing to lose my job over this. But he's not. And he's going to get it probably. And I like it's just a distraction to me. And I just don't. It think is. It. Just I'm telling you, Saban, whatever Saban's doing, buddy, do that. And it feels yeah, like you've not followed that plan. For a um, while. All right, let's talk games. Week seven, 
first off, how the hell is it week seven? Um, I know that, yeah. Second, this is a okay slate of games. It's got high chaos possibilities, I think. Very Al- high. Although it's going to be really hard to even come close to last week's games. Um, and I think when you have a something like Georgia, Kentucky, the point spread is 23 points, 23 points. So what, so I like Kentucky. Kentucky's a good team. They should be ranked higher than they are. To me, this is more about Georgia than it is Kentucky. It is. The fact that Georgia is a 23 point favorite. Look, I picked them to win the national championship. I think they're going to do it. I wrote that they were better than Alabama a few weeks ago. People got real mad about it. Real mad. Holy cow. Um, what are your thoughts on this game and then Georgia as a whole? I think that we're finally going to get a chance to see if Georgia is as good as we think they are. They haven't really been challenged. And I think that offense is a major concern because their offense hasn't been challenged. They've been fine in terms of they're up. They can, you know, take some risk and and have their play calling be a little bit more, um, you know, aggressive than usual because you're up big. I think this is the week that maybe we see what their offense is made of. Like that, I mean, their defense we know is shutting everybody down, but this 23 points to me is a lot. I just don't know if they're going to have to do that. I agree with you that they're at some point, JT Daniels is going to have to come back and make a play or they're going to have to evolve this thing. But I don't know when that's going to be. Now they play Kentucky at home. They play Florida. They play at Tennessee, which I guess could be kind of interesting. And then Georgia tech, uh, Missouri. So the rest. Oh, so we only have to play. Yes. They had SEC championship game. Well, the reason I think you're right twice, because it may come in the playoff. I mean, that, that could yes. absolutely happen. Yes. So I, I don't, you're not necessarily wrong there. So, yeah. but this defense, this, this team actually feels Alabama-esque pre lane Kiffin. That's what they feel like dominant. This is like an all time defense, like an all time college football defense. It looks like, and I think Kentucky Stoops is a great coach. They've got some really good players. The difference in athletes between these two programs is pretty significant. It's pretty significant. And I think, unfortunately, for Kentucky, it's going to show. That's that's my thought. This line, I'm probably not going to do anything with this line, but I think this could be a long day for Kentucky. But this is a team that knows how to win. This is as good as a Saturday coach. When we talk about Saturday coach, like Stoops is real. I mean, they're just that, – that, that guy – you talk about a guy that would maybe be good at LSU. How about him? This guy is a great coach. So ultimately, I think it's going to be a problem. I'd love to see Kentucky make it weird, though. Go for it. Just yeah. don't win because I have a future bet on it. So many people thought LSU. They were like, oh, LSU, there's no chance Kentucky. And then we look what we watched. So I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily give up all hope on this this Kentucky team. And yeah. I think they, they really could make it weird or it's going to be just an absolute blowout. Um, <laughs> two other games. Right. Well, it was really, really good. I just realized that the games I wrote down are all SEC, which I, I don't mean for it to be that Homer E. I just, but especially after I said like, oh, playing in the SEC is hard. Like this is now an SEC podcast. So two other games, Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Tennessee. Which one of those two are you excited about most? 
I think Ole Miss Tennessee has the potential to be a closer game. I don't know that the Arkansas Auburn game is going to be good because I it's hard for me to watch Bo Nix play football. Like I'm sorry, that is. Just, oh, I think it's wonderful. It's I get anxiety yeah. from it. Like, I'm like, what? He there was a play. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before where it was like the quintessential like no 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 yes oh my god Bo Nix throw. Where he was just like, I like I there was no way he managed to throw that ball and complete it and be able to I it was it was wild. Um but I love watching him. I do. It's like it's like watching uh like an Instagram reel of like a a motorcyclist going 120 miles an hour. And I'm watching that because I probably know something bad's gonna happen. Don't want anyone to die, but he's probably gonna hang on too. If it's on Instagram, I know okay. It's probably not going to be that bad because otherwise it wouldn't be in my reel. Like I'm not looking up weird shit here. That's so a good way to put it. Bo Nix is like the most exciting player in college football. And I don't mean that as a compliment. I mean it as he is, he is an experience. So, but, but I, but I really, I like Auburn in that game. Spoiler alert. But I, I do like the like Ole Miss Tennessee. This line has surprised me three points. The total is 81. It opened at 85 and a half. Tennessee all of a sudden looks like a legitimate threat. Like they lost to Pitt and we kind of wrote them off. But guess what? Pitt's pretty good. Yeah. Pitt's, Pitt's got a Heisman quarterback potentially or a quarterback that's at least in the discussion. I wonder if for Ole Miss, this is kind of a whirlwind of emotions these last couple of weeks. they might get got here like playing in on the road playing a good offense that defense is clearly not fixed like we thought it was when we watched them against Louisville I think it's a really interesting spot for Lane Kiffin yeah I think it's very much like a stereotypical trap game like you don't want to over like because also I think too like Tennessee hasn't looked fantastic the last couple of years and so I think sometimes you can you this was something maybe a year ago we would have been like oh easy win whatever and now that's not necessarily the case. Um, yeah, I would – this – gosh, playing in the SEC does not sound like a fun time. Just makes no. appreciate Nick Saban that much more, doesn't it? It does. Um, are you ready for picks and pints? I'm so ready. What okay. do we got? What are we drinking? So, I have water, which is sad. I mean, I should have ordered a drink here in Boston. Should have Boston lager. This is a celebratory – yellow i gotta i'll talk through it i know i'm showing in the camera like adam this is also a audio podcast I, like i can see it on your face so this is a uh, lemon shandy from 312 it is uh you know hawkeyes you know black and yellow it got better it, it's a wheat ale with lemon but you could hear the carbonation like that first couple of sips were rough and then it settled down like sea salt chips big fan but that first one you eat like holy shit that is like vinegar i mean i love i love those chips but it takes you a little while to settle in i could actually drink this i could actually drink this i'm not this is not normally my style good can work by the way for anybody watching the video yeah um i actually i think i would enjoy that yeah no it's not bad so i gotta give you some props last week tcu over well done i locked that thing in I did. I locked that bet in that more. I mean, that was a, that was fantastic. I mean, that was an easy one too. So well done. I, I'm, I was looking and hoping that you have some overs for us here. 
I did. Sorry. Last week was a huge week for the over. That's why I was like, oh, stay away, stay away. I got a little too cocky on the overs. But last week was huge. I mean, Ole Miss, I think even the the Alabama-Texas A&M one, too. Yes, overs were out and and feeling their oats last week, for sure. Now, I have one total in here. I'll start at the top. And I'll just, you want me to rip through all of mine? I'll just rip through mine. You can rip through yours. Tennessee uh, plus three versus Ole Miss. Uh, I like Tennessee. I think it's a really weird spot. I think the public's going to be all over Ole Miss in this game. This line jumps out to me. Okay, so (laughs) this one I workshopped on Twitter last night. Missouri plus eight and a half versus Texas A&M. And I was eating shit like immediately from AM fans. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking. Okay, they're, hear they're me scary. out. To be honest, they're a scary fan base. Oh yeah, no, it was uh, it was aggressive. I, I didn't even say like I'm doing this, which I am. I said like, oh, hangover potential, and it was like, you know, bleep up. I mean, it was okay. But, <laughs> all right, here's why: ultimate hangover. You just beat Alabama. You have this is your second real road game of the year. The first one against Colorado at Colorado was terrible. You you've got this. You've got an 11 a.m. start. Okay, you've got a sleepy 11 a.m. start. All of these ingredients tell me that Missouri is going to keep this game close and somehow is not going to allow 700 yards rushing, which they seem to do every week. You do not like this. Clearly, you look completely dissatisfied with this idea. Yeah, I I don't like that. Okay. Too close for me. That's too close of a line for me. I'm big on like major spreads because then you can at least like go all in. This seems a little too, I don't know. That's a, that looks like a bad beat waiting to happen. It's probably a bad bet waiting to happen, but it is a contract. <laughs> this is kind of my Washington state Oregon play this week for sure. Two. I'm digging the path. Utah. Uh, I believe plus one over Arizona state. That game has hug, uh, hovered around Pickham. Utah's playing a lot better. And Washington, minus one and a half against UCLA. Love both of these games, actually. Big fan of that. Nevada, Hawaii, over 60 and a half. Nevada's points per game outside of like Kansas State um, has been excellent. I actually think Nevada is really pretty good. Hawaii has been playing better, too. Game starts, I think, at like 1030 Eastern time. Oh, can't wait. There it is. I have my one total, but now I want to add more after we talked about it. So what do you have on yours? Okay, I just want to say I got to Boston at midnight last night and there was still baseball on. I don't know how everyone does it not being. I mean, I'm used to being in the Pacific time zone and I was like, goodness gracious, this is late. Um, So not looking forward to that. Um, But uh, first up, I have Michigan State minus five versus Indiana. I'm riding the Michigan State train hard. That offense is so fun. This weekend, they, I mean, it's literally not just like one player it's a bunch of them and it's a huge 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 big 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 deal in the big 10 that we need yep. to be paying attention to them because i think that that's gonna what that's the team that's gonna cause the chaos i don't think it's gonna be michigan sorry michigan fans um but yeah so i'm taking michigan state minus five versus indiana i think that is that that would be my lock of the week if i could pick one kenneth um, walker by the way is 15 to 1 to win the heisman now which is awesome he is the fourth selection on the board and the first running back Bryce Young, Matt Corral, CJ Stroud, Kenneth Walker, 15 to one. Super cool. I just want him to keep doing it. He is special. I mean, he's like, like just love to watch him run the football. 
in my opinion, it should be Matt Corral than him. And like, I don't think Bryce, sorry, Bryce Young. I just don't think he's wow. the best player in college football. Like that, that's, and I understand. I understand. I don't know what it is about me and just like not wanting Alabama players to win the Heisman. Cause it's very rare. Like my Christian McCaffrey, he'll all die on over Derrick Henry. But um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I love Alabama and obviously I'm an, such a homer, but I don't know what it is about that. I think it's just because their team is always collectively good that I feel like other people like are the best players in college football, um, which is what the award is. Um, but I digress. I have Florida minus 10 for LSU. I think way too many injuries. I think just also the talk now being with Coach O, like I think Florida is going to whoop LSU. I have a hard time arguing. I think I like the over in this game. What uh, is it? 58 and a half. I, I got to check the current one. I just put this into locks. I got to make sure I was indecisive in my locks, but I like the over. I think LSU could still score. Uh, the line is is, is going to creep up. The injuries. I'm with you. At some point, it sounds bad, but if you're LSU, don't you just kind of quit at some point? And when is that? Like, I think it's probably here. Yeah, Sorry. Well, especially because it's a ranked team and you can kind of get away with it and be like, yes. oh, Florida. Um, so that's the one that I picked. I have TCU plus eleven versus Oklahoma. I don't think that the if Oklahoma is going to win a game, it's going to be grinding out. That's what we've seen from this year. It's not going to be a huge blowout win. Um, so I'm going to take TCU in this one. This game has given me fits. I kind of I kind of like it. I know TCU is listed like Zach Evans and Duggan as questionable. They're going to play. That's like so Gary Patterson. It's hilarious. That like yeah right okay buddy. No, they're going to play. I, I, I'm with you here. I think people believe that Oklahoma is just kind of fixed now. I don't believe that to be the case, right? No. Like, So I'm kind of with you. We didn't really talk about it much, but there were still things from Caleb Williams that were a little questionable. Yes. And, I mean, the good news is we did see that he can throw the ball. I think one of the big things on him was that he's super athletic and he can run with the ball, but we weren't sure about, like, executing throws and things like that. He looked fine, but I do still think – there is something to be said about like not taking like first team reps and not being in a game and being a freshman. Like there are a lot of things that can factor in. So I don't know that it's going to be as seamless as the Oklahoma fan base would like um, now that it's probably going to be him over Spencer Rattler. Uh, I could tell you right now, cause I just looked, I, I think we're going to go our separate ways on your last game. Really? The Alabama Hovernum here, I'm assuming is coming into yeah, play. I'm, I mean, look, I feel bad for Mississippi State because I think they're about to take uh, what's the, the, an ass chewing, basically, um, from Alabama. I don't think this is going to be close at all. I don't know if I'm going to bet it. Oh. This line, well, this line opened at 21, was bet down to 17. And I think it may be a really bad matchup for Alabama. Like Texas A&M kind of dinked and dunked them to death. And Mississippi State's kind of doing that. I and their defense looks pretty good. I I want you to be right. I'm probably not going to partake in this game, but I wonder Alabama. You have a young team that look a little shook. That yeah. that's coming off. You have some adversity, which is like rare. And I'm wondering how they respond to it. I'm super excited for this game, and I think ultimately Alabama's too much talent. I'm curious to see how this line is because I would imagine. Well, I don't know how people are going to bet on this. I think people are still pretty confident in Alabama. I don't know. 
And I also like, I just love pain because with, with, if I lose this game or not, I, if it's a close game, I'm still going to be disappointed. And then if I lose this bet, I'm going to be really pissed. So it's sort of like, I just want to inflict pain, which by the way, this Saturday, I will be attending a wedding. Oh, so geez. Some prayers to me at a fall wedding. I'm very excited to be there, obviously, and attend uh, my friend's wedding from college. But I will probably be that person um, watching games on my phone. So just- can I can I have a little rant about fall weddings in the not in the way you're thinking? I got married in the fall. Um, I got married in September. I love the fall. Years, by the way, right? Yes. Thank you to my wife. Yes. So I got married in the fall and I love it. OK, seasonally, it's it's great. Larger human being, love to be cool in a suit jacket. Don't want to get married in in June, okay? Um, and I, you know, I I see people get all mad about it. Like I love college football, and by all means, when I when we had this wedding, it was like bring your phones, do whatever you got to do. We're gonna go to a bar afterwards and watch games. But like, I could I could let go for a day. Iowa was losing twenty to three to Pitt uh, as I'm walking down the aisle. Like literally, as I'm entering, I'm like, God damn it, Iowa on my wedding day, you bastards. And I think they won. They won. I think it was 30 to 27. Because I remember like, you know, hour and a half later, I'm like, what did Iowa? Oh, my God. And it was like the most joy I've gotten from an Iowa game. And I didn't watch it. I was like, don't say that. (laughs) Yes. No. So (laughs) if if you are out there and you want to do a fall wedding, do you. And if you want to avoid it because you love your team so much, do that too. See, this is my problem is I don't really have a team. I just love this sport as a whole. So it's hard for me to pick like a designated time to be like watching things. Um, so that's the hard part for me. I I probably will not have a fall wedding just because work-wise, probably won't, probably won't yes. take time off to, to get married or anything. Um, but if I did you know that there would be like a TV wall that just like, oh, yeah. that would be part of my decor in my wedding it would be a TV wall. Just That actually sounds like a really fun wedding. See, there you go. Now you're, you're, you're cultivating like an industry here. You that are like. So fun. Um, yeah. Pop-up wedding. Pop-up like man cave. Golden teas. We, 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 a- absolutely. Teas. There you go. I, love I know this. a guy. I, I love this. But yes, fall weddings have this weird stigma to them. And I kind of get it. We love college football, but like the, you know what I think? Like people overrate, you know what else people overrate? Shower beers, like beers in the shower. Overrated. You don't like shower beers? They are fine, but it's not conducive. I drink very expensive beer. I don't want water in there. See, I don't drink expensive beer. So that's why it's different for me. I don't. I'm drinking like a, whatever the hell this is, a lemonade, like punch in the face. Um, I think we, I just think fall weddings, I don't want to end on a rant, but do you and do whatever you want. And look, to all my, the, the, the big dudes out there, like that's the time, man, spring or fall. Okay. Just saying. April a lot of pictures. Is the perfect months to get married, in my opinion. April's a good month. April would be After a very good month. April, not the first, the first week is March Madness. There you so. see, there you go. You've already mapped it out, but maybe you'll bring the TVs in there. Be even all, oh, could well, you imagine that? Be Masters weekend, but yes. it could be. Uh, this is this is why it's a problem is because there's always some form of sporting event, and yes. I started as I've as I've gotten older, I've started going. Paige, it's just a sporting event. You'll be fine. You can record it and watch it later. Um, so I've turned into my grandfather because I record golf now, and I will go back and oh, watch Jesus. it later. 
I have that's no idea. Amazing. That's how bad it is. And this is, it's funny because like most of the people that are very close to me understand this, but like one of my good friends just got engaged a couple weeks ago and she, I made a TikTok joke about like fall weddings and she was like, well, I think we're going to get married in the fall. And I was like, oh my God, that was totally a joke. You, I will be there for your wedding. I absolutely will totally be there. I felt so bad. Sounds good. Yeah. Can't wait. And we will, we will say we support fall weddings. If you don't mind people watching football at your wedding. I, you know what? That is a good disclaimer. You know what you have to know what you're getting into, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be insulted when the cell phones are out and you're walking down the aisle and all of a sudden your, your uncle is yes, because Texas tech just hit the over as time is expiring. Okay. Know know what you're getting into on all fronts. Now we have a name for this podcast episode, by the way, we stuck the landing fall weddings of some, um, some mutated kind, even though it came at the crescendo of this. So I'm yes, I've always, I've wanted to rant about this, but yes, again, I'm in the, I'm in that grouping. I'm going to find that pit game. I'm going to go rewatch that since I didn't, I still haven't seen it today. Just score. <laughs> you just want to see the comeback. Like me at the soccer field. On the next episode, we're going to rank our like beers. I've done this on another podcast that I was on. I let, we're going to rank beers. Like after you mow the lawn beers, all of the things we're going to rank them. Okay. I love that. And I have very strong thoughts about it. It's going to be another Matt online episode. I love that. All right. So we're going to rank beers. We're going to watch this week. Um, please, yes, subscribe, share, spam your family. Please yeah. continue to engage us. We're we are having a blast doing this, and we're going to continue to do more of it. And, um, yeah, we just appreciate all the support from everybody. And we will rank beers. If you have beer thoughts, tag them in them. I will tell you why they're probably wrong. Paige, you'll probably be nicer uh, about it than I am. <laughs> but uh, I love that you – Mention that. Should we do that off the top or should we do that? We probably got to bury that. Oh, off the, like, no, like, a, not even a cliffhanger. Like, you have to listen to the meat of the episode. Like, we'll just get right into it. Beer we'll rankings. Give you, we'll give you straight up beer rankings. First things first. Okay. All right. So, for Paige, I'm Adam. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>